Welcome to Horror Study Hall, the academic side of horror. I'm your host, M.A. Reynolds. It's time to get spooky. Welcome back. Glad you could come back and join us for another episode of Horror Study Hall. This is episode eight, The Science of Fear. So today we're going to be talking about the science behind the emotion, feeling of fear, and how people use fear as a recreational or fun activity. Just a little overview of that. So fear is a universal experience. We have all felt the involuntary reactions to external events and stimuli that make us afraid. Things like increased heart rate, anxiety, irregular breathing, and nervousness. Our brains are reacting to the incoming stimulation causing a physical effect. Studies show how panic, anxiety, worry, and fear can influence our actions and decisions. So what is fear and what can we learn from it? The definition of fear is not as clear-cut as you might think. Scientists have yet to agree on one singular definition. Lisa Feldman Barrett, the researcher behind the theory of constructed emotion, defines fear as the consequence of our brains predicting and inferring the cause of sensory inputs from the body and our environment. The brain is taking the available information to to predicate what will happen in order for us to react causing fear in some circumstances. Ralph Adolph's professor of psychology, neuroscience, and biology at Caltech says fear is a psychological state that is distinct from conscious experience. In other words, fear is an involuntary psychological reaction to our environment or circumstances. Carrie Ressler, professor of psychology at Harvard Medical School, believes that fear is a defense response consisting of physiological, behavioral, and conscious reactions to certain stimuli. Now, these definitions share some similarities, but also show how vast interpretations of fear can be. For me, I I believe fear is a combination of of all of these. It's not strictly psychological. Um, It's also physical of course, because we get the increased heart rate, the irregular breathing. Sometimes we can't control how we react to certain situations. It can be psychological, maybe just thinking about a scary event or some or a fear that you may have may cause you to experience some fear emotions. Um, I personally am very afraid of spiders. <laughs> I don't even like to look at pictures of big spiders on the internet or little videos. Um, my daughter thinks it's hilarious to send me pictures of spiders because it freaks me out. 
every time. <laughs> so I, I believe that all of us have those kind of psychological responses to certain stimulation that we either experience or see. And then the, the physical responses, the fight or flight response that we get in certain situations, like for fun, a haunted house, maybe you you'd want to run away or you freeze up. Or if you're watching a movie or watching the news and something comes on there that causes you to physically react to it. Um, that is really common as well. Um, fear is one of those unique emotions that kind of hit all aspects of our response mechanisms from psychological to physical, um, maybe even something a little more, um, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to think, say here. Um, you can get trauma from from fear that would live with you for quite a while that isn't necessarily a reaction to certain certain things but maybe a memory that could trigger a fear event from you so why is fear important fear helps all species react to, react to threats um, humans aren't alone in the feeling of fear you see it in animals um, there has been a controversial study about learned fear where they um took some dogs and taught them to be afraid of a of a certain noise or a certain button. Um, it's really quite sad. <laughs> we learned a lot from that study. Uh, personally, not a fan, not a fan of um, causing fear in any creature, especially dogs. Um, but without this, this fear reaction, many species would have died out by now. It taught us to be weary of predators. It teaches animals in the wild to not go in certain areas because it might be a little more um, dangerous. It teaches us as humans not to touch that hot stove. Um, fear has kept many a species going over, over thousands and thousands of years. It also prevents us from putting ourselves in situations that may be dangerous. I mean, you wouldn't bungee, bungee jump without the proper safety precautions. Um, it, it helps us maintain a sense of safety so that we can continue living our lives. So fear is um, natural. It's a natural defense mechanism that we can't always control. It helps us avoid harmful stimulations. It is a primal emotion that we have used like I mentioned, throughout all, all of human history and um, before we even had written history. As we evolved, we learned from our fear. We learned to mitigate it or even completely erase it in certain situations. So for example, um, we as a human race today are no longer in fear of a large predator coming to eat us. We're not afraid of that mountain lion coming to drag us away and, and, and have us for a snack. Our fears have evolved alongside our society. So in my personal opinion, our fear has become more psychological. And what I mean by that is in today's society, we tend to be afraid of things that have a low chance of impacting us personally. Things like cancer, um, events happening in countries thousands of miles from where we live, situations like that we tend to be more afraid of. Um, and I'm not arbitrarily bringing up cancer. I know it has touched many a person's life. But statistically speaking, if you take into consideration how many people are alive today and the, the rate of cancer and how long we are living, cancer isn't 
necessarily a, a threat we need to be as afraid of as we were in the past. Um, the survival rate when you have, when you get it is higher. Um, it's traditionally a disease that impacts older generations. Um, and, and that's why we tend to kind of see and feel like the rate of cancer has increased. It's not necessarily due to more th- toxins or more things causing cancer, which does happen. I don't want to discount that. Um, but we are living longer and cancer usually impacts an older generation. Um, if our lifespans were much shorter, like they were 200 years ago, we wouldn't see as many instances of cancer as we see today. Um, but I do want to say that I'm not um, trying to downplay the fear of cancer. It's just a- an example of something that we're afraid of that may or may not be a direct threat for us. So I'm not saying that we should not be afraid of these things. Um, my point is to show that in the past, our ancestors were f- fearful of an immediate threat, a physical threat, rather than a perceived threat or a more psychological threat. This makes us humans unique in the animal kingdom. All, all animals experience fear in reaction to immediate threat or situation, while humans can be fearful of an event or environment even when they are far removed from it. Humans are unique. We experience fear indirectly. And we see this in our everyday lives, right? Like terrorist attacks, war, um, the news <laughs> indirectly causes us to fear, to react to what we see and what we hear and what we read. People around us also influence our fear levels because we are wired to read how others are reacting to situations and events. We internalize these emotions as our own. We are also able to mentally put ourselves in the position of individuals involved in some fearful situations that we may be removed from. Our minds process how we would feel or react to that event that we're seeing on the TV or reading about, and it causes the psychophysical reactions that we may experience. When we see someone with a fearful expression or fearful body language, our minds and body will trigger a similar reaction. Um, You've probably experienced this yourself. I think all of us have. Um, when you may be just in a situation, um, just living your normal life and you look to the person next to you and see that they're afraid, immediately you start feeling that anxiety inside while you try to figure out, okay, what could they be possibly afraid of? Start taking in your surroundings. In addition to reacting to outside stimulation, we can experience fear due to recalling a traumatic experience or event. Or even a a learned fear that we have been taught over the course of our lives. Something could trigger a memory that causes us to have a fearful reaction. Um, This mechanism is intended to protect us from experiencing the traumatic event again. Uh, We can also be taught to fear certain events, people, etc. by those around us. And, And this is one of the catalysts to things like racism or bigotry is that Some of us can be taught to fear those that are different than us by the people that we're around. Um, Fear is a very powerful emotion. As strange as it sounds, fear can also be a very positive emotion. Um, I did talk about all of these negative events that can cause us to have a psychological or physical response, but fear can be experienced positively. In fact, many of us, including me, Um, Seek out fearful experiences to enjoy the physical and emotional release that comes from those experiences. 
In the moment, it may seem unenjoyable, but the relief that comes after the event can be experienced positively because after the fear reaction wears off, positive feelings intensify and fear sends feel-good chemicals to our brains. And this explains why many of us are drawn to horror or um, events like bungee jumping or roller coasters. We really get excited and have a great time experiencing that fear in a quote-unquote safe environment followed by the release of positive chemicals and adrenaline into our system in the book scream chilling adventures in the science of fear of by margie kerr kerr explains the positive reactions to fear in various situations she breaks down these experiences in three distinct categories physical fears psychological fears and real fear The enjoyment of physical fear is something I think most of us can relate to. If you enjoy going to amusement parks, then you understand the exhilaration that comes after experiencing fear caused by the physical experiences that you're having. Roller coasters, bungee jumping, and skydiving are all recreational activities that provide enjoyment to many through physical fear. Rather than causing fear from the content, these experiences take the mind out of the equation, Focusing on the body's reaction instead. They are a safe way to get that adrenaline rush without any real danger. They are often short, an experience that could be a few seconds or a few minutes, and they do not give the mind the opportunity to process what what is going on until the event is over. The unpredictability of physical recreational fear helps enhance the experience. Even if you see the roller coaster's path prior to boarding, your mind is unable to recall or process it while on the ride. Not only is the ride moving too fast and and is short in duration, the body's reaction to the external stimulation does not allow the brain to predict the next move of the coaster. Your mind is so distracted focusing on what is happening to your body that it can't process quick enough what you saw before you boarded the ride and that is why so many of us enjoy the roller coaster even ones that we've been on tens or hundreds of times every time we get on that roller coaster it's a new experience because the body is experiencing the force of zero g's the unexpected turns and your brain just isn't able to process or recall the path because it's focusing too hard on what is happening to your body. Finally, physical recreational fears are often enjoyed in groups. And as we previously discussed in previous episodes, experiencing fear in a group is a bonding and more enjoyable experience. It releases feel-good chemicals and makes you bond with those around you. Fans of horror films, haunted houses, and scary video games seek out psychological recreational fear. Examples of psychological recreational fears include abandoned locations, ghost hunting, haunted houses, and horror movies, as I previously mentioned. The unknown is one of the most terrifying things we can experience, and that is why so many are drawn to spooky locations, like abandoned locations. What makes a location scarier than another? The structure, the purpose, and or the influence of that location is often the source of the fear. Penhurst Asylum, Alcatraz, and that old abandoned house in your local town are examples of this. In addition, experiencing these locations in the dark 
amps up the fear because we cannot, what we cannot see scares us the most. The fear of the dark is a fear that has been ingrained in our DNA. It's something we have been afraid of ever since human existed on this planet. The unknown, not knowing what's out in the dark, our mind fills in the gaps and often takes us to places that maybe we didn't want to go just because we cannot see what is happening around us. Think of the last time you went to a haunted house, if that's something that you're interested in, and the experience you had there. Walking into a dark location with props and sets taken usually from your favorite horror movies, actors that are doing loud noises to give you that physical reaction to fear as well. Um, they sometimes they can touch you if you if you're into that sort of thing. That's something that <laughs> I will not do when I go to haunted houses. I don't like strangers touching me. <laughs> um, so haunted houses kind of try to hit on the psychological and the physical reaction of fear into one experience. Thousands of us flock to these attractions every October to get into the spooky mood and to just get a little bit of a scare. Um, I, I've been going to haunted houses since I was a child and we would go inside the haunted houses, be terrified, screaming on the verge of tears. And then as soon as you exit and that relief that you're safe, everyone is laughing and having a good time. There's a huge rush of adrenaline and positivity um, that, that can last quite a while. Um, and even recalling some of these memories can bring back some of those positive emotions and feelings. When watching a horror film, um, that's that's mostly psychological fear. Um, it does cause, of course, physical reactions, because like we discussed, fear causes psychological and physical reactions whenever you're afraid. But when you're watching a horror film, you're you're in the safety of your own home or a movie theater possibly surrounded by people you care about enjoying the film with you you're putting yourself inside of that film mentally and reacting to what is going on on screen um, that killer Freddy Krueger is not going to come and <laughs> attack you in your sleep but in that hour and a half while you're watching this horror film you kind of put yourself in that situation and let go of reality to experience that fear and once it ends and we have the maybe the Hollywood ending or the not so Hollywood ending and the movie is finally done, especially if you have watched a horror film with someone you care about, you, you get those the flood of relief. You're safe. Nothing happened to you. And now you're experiencing those positive emotions with hopefully someone with with you. And it's just a really good safe way to experience fear without being in any real danger. Um, the last category that I'll talk about real quick is um, real fear. Um, experiencing real fear as a source of entertainment, I, I personally believe is the least popular of the three. Some examples of real fear, of course, are death, getting lost, disease. Um, they're all examples of what could happen in real life. Fear of death is a fear that only humans experience. Those in the animal kingdom don't fear death. They don't have a concept of death, but unfortunately we do. Um, the increase of lifespans has increased the fear of death. 
as humans fear a premature death. So the longer we live, the, the more we fear death. Death has also become something kind of unknown. Um, it's not as socially talked about as it once was. It's been monetized and handled in such a way that the living is often removed from the process of, of death and mourning uh, so that we, we don't have that connection like we used to. So it becomes a mysterious unknown thing that really scares most of us. Forgive me for my pronunciation, but visiting Ikigara in Japan, it, it's that um, forest in Japan that I people may go to take their own lives. Um, visiting a morgue or a cemetery could be considered ways to experience some of these real fears with relative safety and as a source of entertainment. Uh, going to cemeteries is something that I, I find enjoyable because I think the artwork on some of the memorials is just beautiful and it's just a really peaceful place. Others might find it terrifying and morbid and not something that they would be interested in. There are other ways to experience real fear as a source of entertainment or in a safe way, um, quote unquote safe way. There's those haunted houses. I'm using the term haunted house very, very loosely. Uh, I think it's called blackout or something like that, where they actually come and kidnap you and do horrible things to you. Not my cup of tea personally, but if it's somebody else's way of enjoy enjoying fear in a relatively quote unquote safe way, you do you. You could also visit, of course, like I mentioned, morgues or cemeteries or experience some of the, the dark tourism aspects that are out there today. If that's something that interests you. So really what I'm trying to say here with this episode is that um, fear is an important emotion. It has kept our species alive for thousands upon thousands of years. As we have evolved, so has our relationship with fear, causing us to seek it out for entertainment purposes. It is okay to experience fear as a source of entertainment. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Often I personally feel I'm a little weird because when I'm stressed out, I want to watch a horror movie and it relieves my stress. But the information I found in researching this episode has led me to realize that it's okay to experience fear as a source of entertainment. It can be a stress relief. It has been scientifically proven that after experiencing these safe, fearful events that we, our bodies release chemicals that make us feel good and release that tension and we should continue to do what makes us happy as long as we are not harming others or harming ourselves. So I just want to thank you for um, going on this journey of the science of fear with me. Um, this episode was written, produced, researched, and presented by me and I just want to thank you for coming along with me on this adventure. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Horror Study Hall. Visit our website for the resources for this episode at horrorstudyhall.com. You may also send me an email to amateurhorror101 at gmail.com. And stay spooky, friends. <laughs>